Welcome to another Booch News podcast with Ian Griffin. So I'm on the phone with Paul Seelhorst, who's the co-founder of Femme Kombucha, based in Berlin. He started the company with his partner, Leon. Good morning, Paul. How are you doing? Good morning, Ian. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, I'm very good. How are you? Good. Uh, well, very good. I'm so glad I connected with you on the phone because during my week in Berlin, I wasn't able to, to come by Fairmont like I would have liked to and, and hear the story. But I'm curious to know, going back to, I'll always like to hear about the origins of kombucha companies. When did you and, when did you and Leon first uh, think of starting a kombucha company and what were you doing before then to, to give you the idea that you could launch what has become a very successful brand? Yeah, um, so Leon and me, we have a background in like functional health, and we were the ones who brought the paleo diet movement uh, to Germany, you could say. Um, we hosted a huge conference with doctors, therapists, uh, scientists, and, and so on, um, a couple of conferences in, in Germany, Berlin, uh, where we had like thousands of visitors and we also wanted to uh, enable people to um, yeah, taste healthy food, eat healthy food, have some healthy drinks and so on. And we said, okay, we, 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 we must have kombucha here. And then we tried to find companies uh, who could serve kombucha there and we didn't really find any. So at some point we decided we want to make we, we want to make our own kombucha, and uh, with the help of a biochemist, um, uh, an older lady, she was making kombucha already, but not really selling it commercially. We uh, set up a stand at our own conference, and there one of the um, yeah, what do you say? Um, buyers of one of the leading organic stores of, of, of Berlin came by and said, oh, you, you do rock kombucha, like living kombucha, like in the U.S.? That's awesome. Uh, can you supply that? And we were like, oh, uh, yeah, probably. And um, that's when we kind of started. And so we uh, come from this health back. Hmm? What, what year was that? What, 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 what year was that? Oh, yeah, and that was 2014. So like seven years ago, no, is it? Yeah, seven, eight years ago. Eight, eight, years, eight ago. years ago now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Quite a while. And then we tried to, to become a kombucha company, basically, and uh, brewed our own kombucha and so on, and quickly realized, oh, my God, it's so hard here in Germany, and no wonder anybody has ever really tried to make raw kombucha because we we realized there is not really an infrastructure here in Germany um, to have like, yeah, kombucha or, or, or a drink that has to be refrigerated at all times. Um, and there, there's no infrastructure for that. Like you have some stores that have refrigerators, but there is no logistic service that, that cools it except for milk. But also it's, yeah, it's also separated with the milk. And other things that are complicated are that you need uh, special kinds of bottles that have this special seal uh, that can pop up when the, the kombucha, as it's still alive, when it's 
has too much pressure on it, right? And it, it gets stored the wrong way so that the bottle doesn't burst. So you only had a small amount of bottles that you could choose from and the special fields. And also, um, yeah, they, 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 yeah, like Germany is one of the one of the almost only countries, I think, where you're forced as a, as a company, if you are in bottles, that you have to take back the bottles from the customers and you have to make sure you clean them, uh, you have to make sure you have the logistics and so on. And in order to just do that, you almost need um, an infrastructure like your own processing plant, kind of, if that's the correct name for it, right? And so we realized, yeah. okay, poof. It's really hard to do that on your own, and it's kind of a, a huge barrier for young startups, actually, overall in the drink sector, to get started here in, in Germany. Uh, because you always need a partner, basically, if you really want to get into bigger stores and get good distribution and get over this problem with the logistics and washing the bottles and so on. So we partner up with a partner then, and yeah, um, then we were brewing on their machines and on, on with their equip equipment, and it all went all right. But it was never like, oh my God, we um, we are super successful and can suddenly pay uh, really, really good uh, or a lot of people from from that what we that we were making. And we realized that really quickly, and parallel to that, as we realized that very quickly, we started thinking about, okay, what other possibilities do we have to make money <laughs> and survive as a company here? Because we already had some infrastructure, we had to pay some bills, and had to pay the rent for the um, kitchen and all of that. And, and then we thought, okay, um, let's try to sell Scobies online. And then my partner, he used to have a background in online marketing, and luckily he, he's, he's really good at it, and he really loves it. So uh, that worked out pretty well. And then we were blogging about it. We were making workshops. We were recording the workshops offline and online. Um, we were making news, writing newsletters, um, making videos for YouTube and so on. So basically trying to reach as many people as possible and educating people about kombucha because we thought, okay, if kombucha is not that well known in Germany anyway, in Germany anyways, let's try to educate people about it. And once they have understood what it is, probably our sales will become much better. And um, that's great. If I, if I can just that that's great. Before we go in, I mean, I'm, I'd love to hear more about the education. Just to go back for a second, though. You said about the legal German government or the legal requirement is you have to return the bottles, clean them, have that infrastructure. And I'm curious, is that also true of the bottle cap with the seal that can pop up? Is that also required yeah. by German law? Ah, yeah, yeah. okay. So, those, so and I don't, I don't know if I've heard of that in the U.S. I, I don't think they require bottles yeah. with a cap, a special cap. So the government required those. Certainly, those two things, and probably other. Ah, no, well, not, they did not really require that cap. But uh, as a company, you want to make sure that 
when some because people don't know kombucha here right and when imagine somebody has their kombucha buys it in a shop puts it in the back of the car in the back of the car they have their little child sitting there and somebody and suddenly the bottle bursts because it's 37 degrees or whatever right. Celsius in the sun and uh, yeah they're leaving it there that obviously you don't want that to happen so you want to make sure right. your, the product is safe <clears throat> so um, yeah these, these were two yeah. big issues and, and for anybody and listening the, trying to come to uh, Germany uh, think about this stuff before you go here and try to sell yeah. your <laughs> <That's a tip. laughs> what about What about the uh, is it, what's the government's regulation on the level of alcohol that's permitted? Because in the U.S. it's zero point five. Yeah, and so here the level is allowed to be just under one point two percent, and it's. But in order to write on the project uh, product that it's alcohol free, it has to be under zero point five percent. So as long as you don't write anything on it you can still have up to 1.2%. And that's, is that what your kombucha is fermented at, to be 1.2 so or less? Our, com our kombucha is always exactly 1.2%. No, <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, obviously, we, our kombucha was always in the range. Yeah, it always uh, changed a little bit, but it's still around the 0.5%. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very good, very good. Well, looking at your website, which is very, I mean, your partner definitely knows online marketing. It, it's wonderfully organized. And even though it's in German, I use Google Translate so I can figure out some of what you're selling. You, you, you do now have kombucha, but on your homepage, you have starter kits, you have um, a, a, even, even a, a super micro premium bottle of, of Uh, biotica and and how uh, how you said you were selling scobies you're you're teaching people now with the kits how they can brew at home um, how is home brewing going in Germany because you're in touch with people who learn home brewing I'm a home brewer for 12 years I but that's my connection oh. I've never run a kombucha company but I love having <laughs> my own kombucha at home it's it's a challenge sometimes so it doesn't taste vinegary and I have to add fruit sometimes to but I love the more sour taste. What's your what's your what's your um opinion of the is it growing quickly? Is it again is it very slow to take off with the German population or the home brewing? Um I must I must say the growth has stagnated recently and it's kind of a pretty seasonal um business. Like uh, around Around the months where health is a big one, like in January, and around the months where people are looking for nice presents, um, we make most of our revenue. Um, but it has been stagnating uh, over the last yeah, year, I would guess. We had a huge spike in sales during the pandemic because suddenly people were confronted with, oh, I got to take care of my immune system. Oh, I now have time to do stuff because I'm sitting at home all the time. And I don't want to go anywhere. I just want to uh, buy stuff online because it's dangerous outside. That's what people thought, right? So these three yeah. things came together, and uh, we had really, really good sales. Also, like yeast was sold out basically uh, 
all, all over Germany for a couple of weeks <laughs> and mm-hmm. because everybody was baking. And these were like awesome months for us. But it also um, kind of had the negative effect that we thought, okay, awesome, now everybody is buying and maybe this will keep on happening. And then uh, suddenly like <clears throat> the government said, okay, restrictions are over, boom, lockdowns are gone. and and then our sales dropped like 80% or something. And we were like, oh my God, we just invested into growth and hired new people and bought a new, uh, like rented a new office, rented a new kitchen facility and all that stuff. And then that was a really tough time. Like that was, uh, that was like, one and a half years ago, that was maybe one of the toughest times of my life, actually, and um, mm. like really tough time for the company. We almost went insolvent, and uh, all our sales went down so much, and we had to let people go that we really liked, but there was no other way. Um, yeah, but luckily we managed to to stay alive and learned a lot. Like it was also the time where I learned the most as an entrepreneur, and I'm very happy now that I learned all that stuff, and we kind of got rid of all the unhealthy stuff that was happening in the company, right? There's always this stuff that keeps developing over time where stuff is being done that's actually not useful and not necessary and other stuff, right? So, and we were very effective at some point. And now we managed to stabilize um, through our sales, selling all these different fermentation kits um, like kombucha, water kefir, milk kefir, uh, yogurt, different forms of yogurt um, with different strains of bacteria, um, vegan yogurt, sourdough, um, vegan cheese, and so on. And um, and also what you were describing um, the the um, probiotics that we're selling now we call them super microbes they're a form of microbes that nobody else is selling uh, in Germany actually mm-hmm. and we are the the first ones who who kind of bring them brought them to Germany while they have been a product that's been sold all over the world over the last yeah. 50 years yeah and they are super yeah. super like I'm, I'm I feel like the, the moment I found these and launched these and, and or the moment I realized I was able to make a product out of it at ferment was it felt like I was about to start it felt like the moment I was I started as an entrepreneur like all this adventure and this oh my god I have such an awesome product here now and I, I'm gonna make it big and market it that was a really nice uh, moment for me after the tough year that we had. And luckily yeah. it worked out. And, and now, um, yeah, these probiotics and, are a big part of our portfolio. Right. And, and so how, how much, uh, how broadly are you distributed? You said you worked with a partner, you have distribution. Are you available in shops and stores throughout Germany or other countries, other regions as well? Um, actually, we do most of our business in e-commerce online. 
and we're mm-hmm. distributed in a lot of organic stores. Um, and what was the other? Yeah, I mean, we, we, we tried to get into supermarkets, but uh, supermarkets and other stores, other stores than organic stores, do not have the infrastructure to ever have <laughs> a kombucha that has to be cooled supplied to them in amounts that would make it economically possible for companies. Like in some stores they say, oh, yeah, uh, you can send that to us and we can cool it here in this little fridge. And you're like, oh, you only fit like eight bottles in there. And they're like, yeah, yeah, just just send me eight bottles. And you're like, oh, Um, sorry, that's not economically possible for me. Do you see that changing? I mean, I, I don't know if you've ever visited the U.S. I can certainly, I share quite often like at the conference in Berlin I was at for two days, I showed in my little presentation a picture of the local supermarket in the town I live in, which has a cooler that's 15 feet long, you know, six feet high, two or 300 bottles from seven or eight brands. <laughs> and that's not uncommon. Yeah. I'm not in a very, it's not a very trendy area. It's not a hip area. It's just a normal town. Do you, I mean, that, that is certainly where the U.S. in California and New York, you know, Oregon is these days. Do you ever see that happening in Germany or in Europe as a whole? Or because you obviously yeah. across Europe, I was in Portugal earlier. I was in Germany and Spain. It, it's not as um, it hasn't reached as many people. But do you see that ever happening? Hmm, that's a tough question. Like I hope it's going to happen, but I think it's going to take many more years. I think the only way it can happen is if suddenly a big company like Coca-Cola or Pepsi or so on were trying to make kombucha big and launch their own brand here and would need cooling. And then they would supply every market with a huge fridge and would probably enable ways to distribute it logistically. And then we could, I don't know if it's the correct term, like hump on there. Uh, yeah, I follow along. I mean, you, you, yeah. I think you've identified what's, what's happened here is Coca-Cola, I mean, yeah. sorry, Pepsi-Cola own a brand called Cavita, which is, I, I wouldn't say it's an authentic raw kombucha. It's a, it, I don't know for sure. I, I, I certainly filtered it might be pasteurized, but it's available. The big one is GT, GT Dave, who started this. Yeah, yeah, category. yeah. But between, if I look at the local supermarket, a third of it is Kavita, and, and certainly some of the bigger soda companies as well as beer companies now. There's a company called uh, Jar Kombucha, who are now brewed in Belgium, are owned by uh, Molson Coors, a water company. So I think you're right. I think if a, if a large corporation with the resources decided to distribute a brand, then brands like yours would suddenly, I mean, it's, I think it's very clarifying that you've identified the challenge. But to go to online, so one question I've got is you sell, obviously, the SCOBY kits and so on. Do you sell the kombucha online? So how do you ship it? Do you have a special cooling box you send it to people in? Or does, does that get um, sold online? If it's really uh, hot, like if temperatures change and it's summer, we change the way we send stuff out. But as long as it's not really hot, we don't send it out cooled because we stabilize our products 
uh, in such a way that we know it will not like burst or produce too much CO2 or alcohol. So that's pretty cool. Like we can send it out without being cooled most of the time, which is more oh, economically okay. and better for and the that, environment. That would, be, that would be like two-day delivery in Germany or something like that. Would it yeah, be yeah. We, we don't send out. We don't send it out on Thursdays and Fridays anymore. And no, not on no. Saturday and Sunday, obviously. So that we can make sure the culture gets there alive and uh, is not stored for too long in an uncool place. We also right. with our culture. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, this is this is really fascinating. As and and before we finish, I really need to ask you about your YouTube channel, which a lot of these videos are in German. I can use Google Translate to get the gist of the text. Uh, you've got seventeen thousand eight hundred subscribers. You have had over 1 million views, 1.16 million views. I couldn't even count how many videos. There's at least like 40 or 50 videos. Um, I actually see you, you seem to be quite the rap star. You, you've, had, uh, you've had a couple of videos where you're sitting on, you, I think you were dressed as Santa Claus, Father Christmas in one of them, and, and it looked like you had a lot of fun. Plus you have, I think that your spokeswoman is Lisa, who does uh, a lot of educational this uh, content showing people the brewing process, how to use their homebrew kit. I mean, talk to me a little bit about the, do you have a professional video crew who, who produce and edit these? Or is this something that you've got the skills to do in-house? Oh, uh, no, it's not in-house. It's all external um, because we're just too small of a company. Uh, it would not be economically possible to do that. But uh, from time to time, we decide to <clears throat> yeah, do some videos, and then we try to organize it in a really effective way that we say, okay, we have everything set up for filming for like five days in a row or so on, and then we do, yeah, then we really execute, and <laughs> that makes it possible. Or, um, yeah, I have, I have a lot of friends that, that come from this uh, hip-hop background because I used to rap uh, semi-professionally back in the days and organize the oh, hip-hop okay. uh, conference One. once. And so just for fun, you know, I I, uh, I, I said to one, one friend, okay, I have a couple of ideas for songs. Uh, how about you come by with your camera? And for eight, eight hours straight, I, I, I just rap into the camera. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we basically made two videos out of that. Um, Wonderful, and that was that was a fun experience, definitely. I mean, it does not have too many clicks, but it was just very, very fun for for me and also for my uh, yeah, coworkers. And it was kind of yeah, all the yeah, fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I mean, the more popular videos have over seventy thousand views. There's two or three of them at that point. So, tied into your online, your social media is really a great way to, like you say, educate, get the word out, and encourage people, the German language certainly, to, to learn more about it. Well, it's been fantastic talking with you uh, today, and uh, good luck as you, as you continue to grow the company. Thank you. Like, and one of our like, most important things for us, as, as our mission as Ferment is to make gut health easy. And we want to supply people with all kinds of products that make gut health easy for them, right? And some people like doing it themselves. 
Some people like to buy the finished product and some people just don't like fermented foods. And for them, we have the super microbes that they can work with. Yeah. So you've got every, every possible, yeah, that, that covers a, a, a range of people. <laughs> Great to know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thank, thank you so much and good luck. Thank you, Ian. It was a, uh, was a very nice interview and uh, looking forward to hearing from you again. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Booch News. For more about kombucha, please visit boochnews.com.